You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? I, as we have done the past, I think, three podcasts, mm-hmm. saw a movie. Saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. No spoilers coming. Very fun. I liked it. I liked it. I know it's probably more of a kid's movie. No. <laughs> so is, you know, some of these other ones. But, yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, I was... Uh, as a child, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, go Michelangelo. That's my favorite one. It was just fun. Like they, they felt more teenager than I think a lot of times when, you know, you can tell very obviously this is a 40 year old man trying to, how do you do fellow kids? <laughs> uh, my favorite part though, is just, I love that all this different animation styles are coming forward. It, this is not a movie podcast, but and I, I'm not an expert on this. I just love that it felt like for a long time, everybody just kind of did what Pixar did, where it's like, we're going to do realistic and, you know, it's it's really pretty to look at. And then it kind of changed. I mean, I don't think Spider-Verse was the first one. That was the first one I noticed that Spider-Verse was like, this is a little bit more not built for photorealism, more just like action, fun almost comic booky and then puss in boots the last wish kind of did that too or into a little bit more abstract level and this is more abstract than either one some of the humans had like their eyes uh, don't even look at it you know like one's below the other it's just stylized though and it felt very 90s and fun and i don't know i i just love that there's different animation styles coming forward because you know animated movies are cool i like them I thought I said this on the podcast, but I can't remember. I once thought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a scary movie when I was a kid. Um, I mean, I grew up with all of the tapes and everything like that because there were tapes at one time. And I was like, man, these people are scary. The, um, <laughs> the name the name just feels so 80s drug driven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're teenagers. What else? And they're mutants. Yeah, they're- Ninjas. Mutant ninjas. All right, that sounds pretty good. And they're turtles. What? <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> turtles. But it was the coolest thing ever because oh, I remember. Yeah. Well, you remember? I don't know if you if you did this, but like when we were like in kindergarten or first grade, you could dress up for Halloween parties, and mm-hmm. the boys were always the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They always <laughs> had that costume. It was that or Boomer, um, of the Bengals oh, <laughs> or Jeff, it, yeah, or the Jeff Blakes. It was um, the Jeff Blakes. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I grew up uh, in Brown Steelers territory, so I didn't get that. It would be like a Palomalu would be mm-hmm. that. But uh, I was a ninja once. I was never a full ninja turtle. I think that costume probably cost more than just getting the <laughs> little outfit with a hood. <laughs> That's true. Well, 
this is kind of our movie segment now. Now that you go and see a movie every single. Did you see time. Barbie? I didn't see it yet. Oh, okay. I did it. I think I'm gonna wait until it's on TV, uh, one of the streaming services, yeah. and watch it there. I'm sure it's different at the movie theater, but I'm just like, I'm just not gonna get to it. I'm not gonna get to the movies. So I, I mean, I don't know if Barbie's one that I felt like you had to see in theaters. Like I enjoyed it, but. Oppenheimer, if you were interested in that, that was much more like a go see that in theaters because you probably won't feel the same way if you watch it at home. Okay. Well, I will go to the movies at some point. Uh, but right <laughs> now, I just, it feels like it's, there's something every weekend and football's here, which is really exciting. And yeah. one thing that happens almost every Friday or towards the end of the weekend is a signing by the Cincinnati Bengals. They had the Joe Mixon news. I remember it was a Friday night. The Logan Wilson news breaking on Friday night, which is, Absolutely. I wouldn't even say surprising. Um, I want to give Dave, Dave Laughlin credit. I was listening to one of his podcasts and he was talking about it and, and almost kind of hinted towards a couple weeks ago that Logan Wilson could be one of the, the first extensions to get done. Um, you know, Joe and his camp and the Bengals front office, they're keeping quiet. And I still respect all of that. I feel like it's going to get done. I think it's going to get done in August. Maybe it's a first week of September situation, but it still feels like a training camp thing um, that gets worked out with Joe and his camp. Not too concerned about it, but Logan Wilson was done. And what's so surprising about this four-year extension, $37.25 million. And we talked about on the podcast when they signed Jermaine Pratt, I felt like the number was a little bit low and this was a good linebacker market. If you wanted to just go ahead and get him signed, you don't have him go playing to this year, try to work something out next year. And you bank on having Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson uh, for the next few years. What did you think about the extension? I was surprised at the number a little bit under 10 per year in my mind, <clears throat> the cheap ish realistic value is probably like 12 per year. Uh, mm -hmm. I do think if he hit the open market, he get much more than this. Because I just look, I'm not even thinking he gets what Tremaine Edmonds money, which was over I think twenty million dollars a year. But you look at a guy two years ago who hit the open market from the Falcons and Fuyisade Oluwakun, I believe is the name, uh, led the league in tackles. And then I'm gonna look it up real quick. I don't want to be wrong, but I believe he got. 15 per year and that was let's see okay yep 15 per year 345 i thought he could have easily hit that if he got if you hit the open market just it might not be the best team that's offering that to you but i think somebody's going to offer that to you. you go to a super bowl you're the best linebacker you're the green dot captain of the defense for a super bowl level defense and the defense is really good on the playoff runs it wasn't like you know, the office just carried them. There is actually sometimes a little bit the other way around, not fully. I don't think it's as far as some people say, but I do think the better unit in the playoffs so far has been the defense and you want a piece of that. So I could absolutely see the, Hey, they stole two players this offseason. the Panthers, just giving them three for 45. Like we need a linebacker and you know, we want the championship level pedigree, hopefully full championship pedigree. Mm -hmm after this year uh but uh getting three for 45 could have totally seen it could have actually seen more like three for 47 or something just like hey i'm better than that guy you know like give me a little bit more instead and i'm not gonna say it's just a hometown discount we don't know the full market that's just my thoughts on his market um it does feel like one though it feels like he could have gotten more out there and this is what we we're talking about when Pratt signed, it's just there seems to be two markets with linebackers. Mm -hmm. There's the market for the Tremaine Edmonds types, the Roquan Smith types, 
the ones that are going to push for, you know, league leading, like break the bank money. And then you have the next wave. And for some reason, they're not signing for like four per year under what the top guys are signing. It's like a full, it's a real discount. Yeah. And both Pratt and Wilson coming in below $10 million per year. That's quite the get for the Bengals. I think that's a great deal. Uh, both those are great deals, but the Logan Wilson one says it was just signed specifically. Great deal. Much under what I thought. This is more what I thought Pratt might be able to sign for. And he isn't the captain, even if I have my own beliefs about him being just as good uh, and maybe last year slightly better. But uh, this is more what I thought he would get from the market. I think the NFL likes Wilson more. I think the team likes him more. I think you factor in the off the field and the captain, the green dot communication stuff. It makes sense. Uh, And that's, you know, this long way to say Bengals did a great job with another value contract. When you think of Logan Wilson and you could put Jermaine Pratt in that category, where would you rank them on the most important Bengals players of the court? Okay. So is this offense and defense? Overall, yeah. And I just want to set a time frame in my mind. Like for the next three years, five years, years. next year, next three years. Okay. Well, Burrow's number one, and I think he's in his own tier. And then you have Chase. Uh, I think Chase is probably – it's weird to do tiers, but I think Chase might be in his own tier. Then you go to T – and I'll stop doing tears. Uh, so not in the top three in my mind. I think I have T at number three. I wonder, I would personally put put Reader above them, but I don't, yeah, I don't know if the Bengals agree with that. And that is upsetting. Uh, but for the next three years, it was five years. I think I'd put them over him because, you know, you're probably missing out. He's probably, not going to keep playing at the same level by then but um so that's four (sighs) i think for three years i put hendrickson above him too but after that them versus orlando brown it's interesting okay i think i'll go orlando brown so six and seven yeah another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And and Peter King wrote a piece and he actually put like about this contract and he had mentioned Logan Wilson as, as a top five um, on this Bengals squad. I guess I had him just outside, but we know yeah. my thoughts on DJ Reader. But here's the thing. <laughs> You're watching every game and no offense to Peter King, who I absolutely love. And he does watch a lot of NFL games. He probably isn't watching every single Logan Wilson game or Jermaine Pratt game. So I feel like you ranked them um, perfectly. And and DJ Reader, that's going to be the topic of conversation because you look at guys like Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson, um, they just 
extended Trey Hendrickson for another year on the defense side of the ball, if someone would have told me, hey, Lindsay, they're going to have a couple extensions happening when training camp starts and one in August, I would have said, oh, it's going to be offense. It's going to be an offense extension and a little surprise what they were able to do on the defensive side of the ball, which is still huge because this defense is legit. Um, some would say that it's, you know, it outplayed the offense in the playoffs over the last few yeah, years. I did say um, that. And, and it's fine. It's fine it's to say that. It's the hot take. Here's the thing about the offense is the offense, it's it's so fun and exciting, but I, there's still more there. There's still more potential mm -hmm. there when it comes to the postseason. And they've, they've had to deal with more injuries, I think. Yes, and their line, no offensive line. That's what I basically mean. Yeah. Just the offensive line has just been – it's been banged up every time they've hit the playoffs. Or, you know, in the case of 2021, not only banged up, but also terrible heading into the playoffs before that. I, I still can't believe – I know it would have just been a story if Joe would have been able to win that Super Bowl because it's unbelievable what he dealt with against We, we are – if Hakeem Adanchi doesn't make the Bengals roster, we are very close to four out of five of the starting Bengals offensive linemen from two years ago in the Super Bowl not being in the NFL. I mean, it's still unbelievable if you think about it. Go, You can go to the divisional game, coming back in the second half versus the Chiefs, and then in Los Angeles going up against that. Like, it's absolutely incredible what Joe was able to do. So that's why I, mean, I know a lot of people want to point out weapons, not to get too far off topic when it comes to Joe. But look – Look at his offensive line. Even though I feel like it was a little bit better last year for the majority of the season, um, in the most important game of the season, he was without um, the majority of his of his line. So um, just overall, I, I agree with you when it comes to the future and the core of those guys. But um, when you hear, hey, the Cincinnati Bengals are paying linebackers, what, what do you think about extending linebackers overall? Um, my thoughts are a bit of extend your good players regardless of position. I know that there is some belief linebackers, I think at some point the uh, analytics people are going to come down to nothing really matters except quarterback. And like, that is somewhat true. <laughs> so yeah. it's various levels of how much does this position matter and how much are you willing to pay for it? I, I don't think either one of these deals is bad. I don't think them paying both is bad. I think that, you know, Sometimes when you have the, the the issue with the running back thing is they don't have a shelf life either. Like they mm -hmm. it goes bad during the contract. You look at most of those ones and it hasn't gone well during that deal due to injury or whatever else. And linebackers, I feel like, do have a little bit of a shelf life. You know, CJ Mosley's still out there playing well. Demario Davis is playing great at his age. Devontae Davis playing great at his age. So it doesn't feel like they hit that wall at the same like at 26, 27. 28 it it feels more like a you know in the 30s that's when you'll be concerned and i named some guys that are in their 30s and playing very well um but yeah i don't i don't have too many negative thoughts on you know they paid a linebacker oh that's terrible team management you can only pay these positions yeah. and just draft linebackers we watched this team draft linebackers it was terrible it was terrible for like a decade uh they got what vontes perfect was he a draft like real late draft pick or is he undrafted? I don't even remember. He was on drafted. I thought so. Yeah, so not even drafted. College stuff. Not even drafted. Not even drafted. The best one they had during that time. Not even drafted. Ray Maluga. What was that? It was a prime. It was a premium pick. I think it was a second rounder. That'd be the other one that was a long term starter. So a second rounder, an undrafted guy, and there were probably. 
10 other guys drafted in that period that they're trying to make work and none of them really worked. No, I agree with you. You got to pay your best players and and it doesn't have to be just a, a certain position group. And the same thing, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, it's kind of exciting because I thought, look, they're going to draft their defense and they're going to pay their offense. But at the same time, you look at the defensive line right now, if Miles Murphy works out, you get Joseph Sign. I don't know how long-term he's going to be here just because of his agent. Um, but, hey, it's a different position, and maybe that'll be a different situation when it comes to contract extension time. You get Trey Hendrickson. You have Sam Hubbard out there. You have your linebackers. And then in your safety room, if Dax Hill works out and Cam Taylor-Britt is a cornerback too and Dax in the safety room, to be determined on what the Nick Scott situation or uh, Jordan Battle future looks like in the secondary, you're not looking too bad on the defensive side of the ball. It does. We're going to get there. You know, I'm going to save are. it. We are going to get there because I, we I are going to talk lot. Nick Scott, Jordan Battle, but that is a next segment. That's a teaser that we Ooh. do in, in the business. Nick Scott, Jordan Battle, training camp battles. Who is taking the lead? We love this. This is what they call in TV as what you mentioned, a teaser going into the break. And when we come back, we will talk about training camp battles. I know everybody can't wait on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.